I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. And today I'm joined by Stoney DeGator, author of the best damn web marketing checklist, period, exclamation mark. Hello, Stoney. How are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I love the title of the book. Tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and the book. Uh, well, a little bit about me. I started uh, web marketing back in 1998. Um, I actually picked up a book called uh, Learn HTML in 24 Hours. I got about halfway through the book, started building websites, and at that point, it just kind of took off from there. Went from building websites to uh, seeing the need to market them online, and you know, back then it was just purely search engine optimization. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of got me started and got me into this. And of course, 1998. That's uh, that's a long time ago. It's the same year Google started. Um, kind of like to think we would have had the same growth trajectories, but uh, yeah. that wasn't. <laughs> You know, but uh, over the years, you collect a lot of knowledge and information and things that you do. You find out what works and what doesn't. And uh, that's where I decided to put together my checklist, which basically uh, started out in 2007 when I put the the original checklist together Mm. as a downloadable PDF. And it was just uh, all of my knowledge of what needs to be done to make an effective web marketing campaign. Now, uh, 1998, that is positively the Stone Age, isn't it, in terms of uh, the internet and internet marketing and stuff. Perhaps we can start off by talking about how the sort of search landscape has changed over the last few years. Uh, You mentioned in your book, sort of, for instance, how, uh, you know, once upon a time, sort of of web discovery could be focused down to SEO on the main website. But now things are very different, aren't they? Um, Yeah, I mean... (sighs) There's so many things in search that change and there's so many things that stay the same. And ultimately, I think it goes back to, you know, looking at what's good for the visitor, what's good for the user. You know, certain tactics and strategies do tend to change with technologies and things like that. But ultimately, if you've been focused on the visitor, then you've been focused on the right things regardless of the technologies, regardless of how, what the algorithms are doing today and things like that. Um, you know, back when I started, there was no such thing as social media. Yeah. Uh, that's new, uh, you know, marketing on Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. Um, even link building, that was just coming into its own. You know, Google, when they started in 98, they developed, you know, PageRank and the link algorithms and all that. 
So the strategies might have changed somewhat, but ultimately the goal for Google has always been, and for web marketers should have always been, do what's good for the visitor. And now, you know, there's only so much that we can we can work within that when it comes to algorithms. That the algorithms are looking at personalization. You know, there's there's things that we can't do as web marketers. We can't do a lot with that kind of personalization, other than just building a better user experience. So the sites that we're marketing become better sites for the people that we're trying to target. And Google and the other search engines kind of latch onto those signals. And they say, well, this site is meeting customers' needs, so we want to put that up at the top of the search results. Yeah, sure. Do you feel that it's a good thing, Stoney? I mean, sort of going back a few years, you know, in those days when it really was, you know, it was just SEO, the main website. But when we look at sort of the way things are today with, as you mentioned, personalized search and all the different ways that you can be discovered, do you think that's a good thing? Do you think, do you think it was too easy in the old days? Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say it was too easy. But again, you know, this industry is still just finding itself in a sense of, you know, what do people want? And, you know, what people wanted 10 years ago is not what they want today. Yeah. So you, you can't do the same things and continue to get results. Uh, every industry evolves and changes to a certain degree. This one, you know, by leaps and bounds every year. Uh, but it's all about just delivering what people want and figuring that out. And the more we learn, the better we can do for targeting our audience and just creating that experience that uh, really resonates. Because ultimately, you know, it's not much different than what stores have been doing offline for years and years and years. It's creating that customer experience and make people go, I want to go back to that store. Yeah. Well, we're just doing the same thing online. And initially, I think we started you know, perhaps on the wrong foot where we're, we're looking at the end result of, Hey, let's get rankings. But we were forgetting about the customer and, you know, the industry now, uh, you know, the last five or so years has started really heavily to more focus on the customer. And that's primarily because the search engines have forced us into that, which is a good thing. So you started your original list in 2007. I'm going to guess it's grown considerably, hasn't it? Over the years. How has it, how has it changed, Danny? Yeah, well, the original list, 2007, I mean, it was it was pretty comprehensive. And um, a couple of years ago, I decided, you know what, this is due for an update. And uh, I started rewriting it, adding some additional information and uh, ended up adding several, you know, different checklists and a whole bunch of new action points. And I just realized, you know what, this is not what it was. This is a book. And I took that, you know, original PDF and turn it into a book and really just turned out to be a awesome resource. And it's interesting that a lot of the information that was in that original uh, download PDF, it didn't change a lot. Yeah. But what changed was the addition of information. So I added a lot more things, far, far, far more things than I took out of that when I did the update. Um, and of course now it's just, you know, I have a copy on my desk. I wrote the stupid thing, but I refer back to it all the time. Just going, oh, what, what else do I need to do here? Yeah. Because it's just, it's impossible to remember everything. And it's just nice to have it skim through and go, oh yeah, yeah, those things are important. I'm going to do that now. So how is the book arranged, Tony? Because it, it's not just lists, is it? It's lists, presumably in explanations too. 
Yeah, well, I mean, every it, basically I started out with the chapter ideas and it, it's built so it's start to finish uh, web marketing. You know, you don't have to read the book start to finish, yeah. but it starts out with, hey, you know what? The domain name is pretty much the first thing that you get when it comes to a website. And then you design it. And then we're looking at mobile friendly things. And it kind of goes down a list progressively. Um, until you get to the very end where, you know, you've pretty much done everything and now it's time to analyze and, and get into the analytics of stuff. Mm. But each chapter basically, you know, has an introduction where we talk about, hey, what, what is this checklist about? And why is this important to your web marketing campaign? And then we just go through point by point each of the, uh, the things that are relevant. And some of the chapters, you know, they only have a few points. And some of them have, you know, 30 or 40. Yeah. And it just really depends. And, it, you know, you just kind of go through and it allows you to just check, check things off as you go and uh, really understand what is or isn't important. We actually have a free version of the book. It's, we call it our cheat sheet. And it's just nothing but the checkpoints. And that's available on our website. But the book contains all of the explanation. So, you know, if you if you get the book, the cheat sheet's handy because you just go down, yeah, I understand all this stuff and I can do all that. But the book provides that deeper analysis and explanation so you know why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. I love the idea of, of making a book in the form of a checklist. I mean, I, I'm very left-brained, so I'm very much into checklists. What was the thinking, Stoney, that made you sort of start those checklists in the early days? Well, I'm a very organized person and I, I love processes. I can't live without processes. I, I mean, I use checklists for everything. Yeah. Uh, my chores that I do every week around the house, I have a checklist for them. Yeah. If I'm grocery shopping, I have a checklist. If I, there's something I need to do, I write it down so I can, you know, check it off. And, uh, you know, so. I, that's what I do to stay organized, and it's so I don't have to use brain power to remember things. I want to use my brain power to do them. Sure. So that's just kind of my personality, and I'm thinking, you know what? If that's how I operate, because I know that's how uh, you get things done, and I'm, you know, I am a highly efficient person, and I just figured that kind of format works for other people too, who also want to be efficient and want to get things done and don't want to have to remember everything, you know, but use their brain power to do it well. Yeah, I love checklists. I mean, I never go out. Of, if, if if I have to try and remember more than three items, I'm sure this doesn't apply to you, Sturdy, but with me, if I have to try and remember more than three items, the first item just disappears off the list. Oh, yeah. yeah. I say to my wife when she sends me down to the shops, look, if it's more than three items, I'll have to write it down. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know, if my wife wants me to do anything, I tell you, you have to write it down. You know, email it to me, text me something. It's just got to be written down. Otherwise, I will forget. So I'm just wondering who the book's aimed at, because do these uh, do these items go into sort of quite a lot of detail, or do they stay at quite a high level when they're describing things? The book is designed to tell you what to do, not necessarily how to do it. Yeah. Uh, the the thing about web marketing, and we talked about how it does change. The how to in web marketing changes constantly. Mm. Uh, so I wanted to avoid, you know, going, hey, you go to LinkedIn and you do this, go here, go here, and then you edit. I don't want that because all of that, it's just, it's here one day and it's gone the next. What's important is the what to do. And, the, you know, the way I present this book to people who say, well, I don't really know a lot about this or I may not understand a lot about this. 
that's okay. What it does is it gives you a framework in which to talk to the people who do. If you have a web developer, you have this checklist in front of you, you say, hey, I want these things done. You at least know what to tell them to do. You don't have to know how to do it because that's their job to figure out. Yeah. You know, and, and the SEO, it's their job to figure out how and, and everybody has their role, but for the higher level person who is just managing all that, their job is to know what to do and tell people what to do and say, this is the outcome that I want. You figure out how to get me there. And I suppose the beauty is, because I mean, one of the sort of common questions I get asked a lot is, you know, some companies are quite big. They have large sort of, um, you know, sort of uh, internet marketing teams, for want of a better word. But then you get the smaller companies. And I suppose this would apply to both, wouldn't it? Because if you've got a big team, you can sort of delegate the work out. I suppose if you're more of a sort of a smaller team or a one man band, you can still use it to sort of check off that you're doing all the right things. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it can be used at every level of the web marketing hierarchy. Uh, you know, the people who are implementing can grab this to kind of get out ahead of things and go, this is what I need to do. The people in the management area or even the small business, the business owner, they can look at this and go, well, these are the things I can do. Boom, 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 get them done. Here's the things I need to talk to somebody else. Maybe I need to hire a web developer or a content writer or uh, a web marketer on an hour by hour basis and then start implementing some of these things. So anybody at any level can do use this book and find value in it. Even like I said, if it's just having that knowledge of what needs to be done. Yeah. Now we mustn't forget your um, pole position marketing website, must we? And uh, there's a splendid blog on there. I was looking at some of the articles on there. I was particularly interested in the. Well, there's a couple I was interested in actually. Um, you talk quite a lot about um, website architecture, and there's uh, you, you talk about sort of like uh, sort of designing them properly and getting the linking strategy right and how important that is. Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, I mean, architecture is kind of the foundation of the website. If the website isn't built on a strong foundation, you're going to have problems no matter what. Uh, and when people come to us and they say, look, I want top rankings, I want SEO, or I want social media, or I want links, inevitably we go back and say, look at the architecture and see what the problems are. We say, look, we can optimize your site or we can drive people to your site through social media, but there's problems with the site itself that you need to fix. Mm. Uh, uh, you know, and it, it can be any number of things, you know, broken links, uh, bad navigation, uh, bad code that slows everything down, the site not being, you know, mobile friendly. All of these things factor into that. And we say, you know, I, I understand you want a social media campaign or you want content, but we've got to fix the foundation. Yeah. If you want those things to work, and especially if you're coming to us and saying, well, I want what kind of results am I going to get from doing X, Y, and Z? Well, that depends. Your architecture is not what it should be, so your results are going to be less than what they would if you fix this first. Another one that caught my eye actually on your blog was uh, you were talking about mobile. Mm-hmm. And I know that, um, I don't know, from my perspective, you may agree or disagree, but from my perspective, there was a lot of hoo-ha about sort of making websites mobile. It seemed to be sort of quite hot a few years ago, but it seems to have calmed down a bit now. I don't, don't know why if that, or if that is actually the case. But you've got a very interesting uh, blog post, uh, a mobile-first strategy doesn't mean mobile only. And I think you talk about sort of striking a balance between sort of the mobile and desktop experience on the same website. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, the idea uh, that I had for that came from another company that I saw that was developing, quote-unquote, mobile-first websites. Yeah. 
And when you go and you look at the sites they're building, they're basically the size of a phone screen. The entire website is built, no, no matter what monitor you're seeing it on, yeah. shows up the size of a phone screen and you have to scroll within this little phone thing. <laughs> like a vertical rectangle. <laughs> yeah. you know, And I'm thinking, this is not what building a mobile website is for. Now, if that was only on a mobile website, a, a mobile phone, that's fine. Mm. But not if you're on an iPad. And certainly not if you're on a desktop. So, you know, they have this, hey, mobile first, mobile first, mobile first. But yeah, mobile first, but that's mobile only. And that just excludes everything else. And mobile is not the only avenue for traffic or conversions or anything like that. So, you know, I'm looking at that whole idea and I'm saying, you know, mobile first, yes. We need to look at mobile as the first primary point of contact. How are we going to make sure that the mobile users have a great experience on our site, but we can't exclude everybody else. We have to also take that and go, now let's look at the desktop. And for years, as mobile was coming into place, it was desktop first, mobile second. We'll mm-hmm. build the desktop site. Oh, we'll throw a plug in to make it mobile friendly and you know whatever. And, and that worked for a while, but we can't do that anymore. We can't just rely on plugins. We now have to actually build a site for mobile along with building a site for desktop and make sure it works on everything. But mobile is often the very first point of contact. So my philosophy of mobile first is really about making sure that that is your first avenue of your site works and then build into the desktop from there. Yeah, and who knows, in the future, we might have to build our websites to look good on watches. Well, yeah, very, very true, you know, and the technology will always change, you know, but I don't, I also don't subscribe to the theory that uh, mobile will take over and completely, or the desktop will completely die. No. And, And perhaps it will, but we're not there. We're not at a place there yet because when, until I can do everything that I can do on a desktop that I can do on a mobile device or vice versa, everything I can do on a mobile device that I can do on a desktop, there will always be a need for desktops and, and you know, even iTunes. I can't do everything I want to do with my phone for organizing iTunes and things like that. I have to go to a desktop. So mm-hmm. until they get that figured out where you can do everything on the mobile platform, the desktops are going to be here to stay. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with that totally. Well, Stoney, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we must finish off, actually. Uh, tell us where people can find uh, Pole Position Marketing. And also tell us where we can get your book from. Yeah, uh, the website's polepositionmarketing.com, P-O-L-E, positionmarketing.com. And uh, there'll be links there to the book. um, Or you can go to webmarketingchecklist.com, and uh, that'll give you the landing page for that. And, of course, we offer uh, web marketing services that range from SEO to social media content strategy and all that. Uh, Anybody that needs help, we can help you out with. But uh, the book is a great place to start. Fantastic. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, the show notes, as usual, can be found at sitevisibility.com forward slash podcast. I don't know why I always say forward slash. It can only be a forward slash, can't it? Uh, we're also on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you want to leave a review, that's a good thing to do because it helps to grow the audience and we can help more people. Um, if you want to connect with me personally, listeners, I'm Dr. Pod on Twitter and LinkedIn. And just mention the IM podcast if you want to connect with me. And uh, questions, uh, there's two ways to 
put questions across podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk is the email or you can leave a special message on our magic phone number plus four four one two seven three two five six one five oh so that's all from me andy white and it's all from stoney all right thank you and we'll see you next time on internet marketing Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.